real fast. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, hold on a second. You want to get the sounds of it? Sure. Okay. Come here, cat. <clears throat> there you go. What's going on now? <laughs> well, I was going to murder my cat. Oh, I thought that's how you called your cat. Shoo, shoo, shoo. No, 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 no. I uh that's the sound I murder, I murder her with my mouth. Oh wow. Murder mouth. Yeah. Murder mouth, exactly. You ever heard of that? It's the real thing that I suffer from. Murder mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite How do they die quite the condition. That? I went into the office one day, Eric, uh -huh. and I said, Yeah, hey, I like to murder people with my mouth. And they said, Well, you have murder mouth. the other people at the office did oh so you didn't actually know it was like a condition it no i didn't know it was a condition something was, that happened was happening to you exactly something was happening they were just like you know what you have murder mouth I'm like oh that's that's what i've been that's what's been going on all these years it happens it really does murder. hey do i sound do i sound all right yeah you sound all right okay yeah. do i, I just yeah, you, you sound great, Eric. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, the reason why I was asking is because my, my uh, what was that? That was, that was me feeling good about myself. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I have the mic uh, placed in a, uh, a slightly different position than I usually do. Sound great. Yeah. How have you been? We haven't uh, talked for almost 12 hours. Oh, I don't know, Eric. I've been doing pretty good. I uh, oh, good. We had a good uh, a good band practice uh, Saturday, and oh yeah, that that was really good. Yeah, but I figured something out, man. I'll tell you what, uh, standing for that long, uh, yeah. it kills me now. <laughs> like yeah. I was hurting. Like punk rock is so awesome, and it felt awesome to practice for that long. Yeah, until we were done practicing. Mm -hmm. then then when you're done practicing it's not so awesome yeah <laughs> but my whole thing is keep practicing yeah eventually you'll get good at it i mean i, I never have, they say but, yeah I, i've never yeah. seen it work out but <laughs> yeah, i mean here, like people are good at things that's undeniable mm -hmm. and apparently the way they got there was to practice yeah hone their craft or whatever i've never i don't know uh, no i learned five chords on the guitar in my life and i that i mean honestly i only needed to know a power chord and i can right. do it wherever i want so practicing i don't know it's more like experimenting you know that's, sure. that's where the the real talent comes from <laughs> experimenting yeah 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 like what if i play this really shitty note oh <laughs> sounds bad Glad I figured you, that out. I won't play that shitty note again. See how much better I am. Right? You know, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, about how because after we had the um, the conversation on the last episode with uh, 
the unblessed rest of us. And they kind of talked about their sort of like beginnings, uh, you know, the their musical history leading up to like what they're doing now. And I started thinking about when, okay, like in fifth grade, I got my first guitar, like mm. for Christmas that year. And I had no idea how to play it, yeah. but I still plugged it in and I still recorded albums on a little, like I called them records mm -hmm. on like a little, um, like cassette, like Walkman that had a record option. I started thinking about it and I'm like, I actually did not even know what a chord was on the, I, I did not know how to play anything until probably about seventh or eighth grade on the guitar. So for two years, I was constantly recording myself playing the guitar not knowing how to play. And I'm like, man, what I wouldn't give to actually just find one of those tapes so I could hear right. <laughs> what I was doing on the guitar, like how it, like, I can't even comprehend how I was even playing the guitar back then, you know? Yeah. You should try, you should try to find them and then uh, re-record them. Oh, they're <laughs> I mean, release them. Try to make project. them as bad as they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you know, I'm a historian when it comes to like people's every guest that we have on, I'm always like, yeah. How'd you... Hey, what'd you do when you were younger? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's what's your like, biggest regret I'm... in life? <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I'm always interested in hearing like people's histories with music. Right. Cause everyone's got a different story to tell when it comes to that. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. You know, I just always find that really interesting, but Everyone except me, I should say, my story is not interesting. <laughs> uh, I think the the murder mouth condition is m far more interesting than my musical condition. <laughs> musical mouth? <laughs> yeah, musical mouth. I've got musical mouth. Yeah, did I tell you about that too? I've got no. both murder mouth and musical mouth. I, wow. now, now that one's a self-diagnosis. I see the I musical see. mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm. completely. Everybody else is like, nah, you don't have musical mouth, man. <laughs> have you heard your mouth when you see <laughs> I had a mouth like that. I'd be murdering folks. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we should probably actually officially get this started. Shouldn't we? Yeah. Let's get the old I, party started. I guess. Let's get the old thing started. Get it all dusted off. Yeah. Uh, let's get the old engine running. Let's get uh, the dust off the bottle. Greetings, citizens of Earth. Welcome to Accelerative Thrust. I'm Dan. And I'm David Lee Murphy. And today we're going to talk to you about repairing trucks and engines and all the great stuff. Yeah, welcome to like the car guys. About automobiles, sometimes fireworks. Yeah. Although, they made them illegal for some reason until the 4th of July time. So we're going to hold off on that. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to listen to us though, we are on Spotify and uh, we are on um, content made right. And we're on transistor and uh, yeah, we're on Amazon and all these other places where you can yeah. listen to podcasts. We're out there. Yep, we're out there. And no, we really don't talk about cars very much on this show. Although we have talked about cars in the context of like, you mentioned that you had one that would only like 
you can only drive fast in it when you're listening to Rob Zombie. <laughs> that is absolutely true. At a <laughs> like 66 Dodge Seneca that could only get over 55 miles an hour if I listened to Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, also, I suppose I should also mention that if you would like us to uh, review your band or anything like that, well, this here's free publicity. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let us let us know, man. We're on the uh, platforms known as the Insta and known as the FB. Mm -hmm. You know, the Facebook and the Instagram. Oh, I thought the FB was that station that had all the not very good shows on it in the 90s. That was the WB. Oh, yeah, the WB, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're really, we're we're, really doing something right really now, aren't we? <laughs> blown this episode. We haven't even yeah. done anything yet. Not I am so... Thing. <laughs> you know, I am so thankful that our listeners just put up with us. Like, Well, I mean, who knows how much of this they're going to hear. It depends on how things yeah, that's go true. from here. If it stays like it is, they'll probably hear all this. If it gets better, then they'll just hear the good stuff. Like They really need to stick to one episode a week, man. We can't. I can't. I don't know how much more of this shit I can loose today. <laughs> they're not nervous at all. They don't give a shit. Speaking of being not nervous at all, mm -hmm. uh, that's a perfect segue into our news story about Farrah Abraham. Oh, Christ. You know what? Here's the deal. I We have talked about Farrah Abraham a lot on here. But the thing is, I keep editing it out. Yeah. Because I don't really want to fight with Farrah Abraham. I think it's stupid. I no, think the, I agree. The whole situation is dumb as hell. But we need to just talk about it and clear the air. But let's talk about the news story first. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna I want to talk air. about it. I want to get it out there. <laughs> okay. All right. All I right. Uh, <laughs> this is a challenge to you, Farah. This is it. This is it. Right. First, we're going to talk about your poop, though. Apparently, she is selling jars of poop online now or something like well, her, her own fecal matter person was selling um farts, farts. yeah uh -huh. i knew that so and i think i think farah just didn't want to be outdone mm -hmm. and so she was selling her poops hmm. yeah i i mean i i really have no response to that whatsoever <laughs> i mean i i believe in doing whatever you want in life, if you feel like it's going to further you in any way whatsoever. And deep down inside, Farrah Abraham must have just felt that this is the way. Yeah. I mean, that's not, what more can I say? I, I don't know. You know, I was just joking about laying into Farrah Abraham. I don't, I, I figured I don't you were. understand. I'll, I'll tell the people what happened so we uh talked about fairy abraham's record right and then uh she reposted our post on her stories which is actually pretty cool i was like wow that's weird actually and quite not, exciting yeah and not cool because i think she's cool because i don't i before we reviewed it i didn't know who she was and even after review we reviewed it i didn't really care who she was if that makes sense not in a negative way just in a I don't know anything about this stuff. 
so yeah, I reached out to her to see if she would give us an interview because I thought that'd be cool. She's from Iowa, makes perfect sense. She was like, yeah, let's do it. Just email for scheduling. And we scheduled it. We had it all set up. Dan and I were on the Zoom and then, and then she stood us up because she was too busy pooping in jars. Wasn't, wasn't there like a couple of other, like, first of all, wasn't it actually her publicist that got back to you? Not her herself. Yeah. And then like the way that it was worded was like something along the line. Let's, uh, what, well, it wasn't necessarily let's do the interview, but it almost seemed like the way that it was worded was like, when we said like zoom, it was almost like that was like either a, an inconvenience to them or something, or it was like, they just didn't want to use zoom for whatever reason. I like, think they probably just forgot or just were like, you know, I actually have better things. Don't really care. Than yeah. talk to these dorks. Um, right. But, well, yeah. And, and then and yeah, it, when I saw that she was selling her poop, I was like, you know, I don't know about the, our listeners, but I mean, maybe some of them collect celebrity poop and, you know, just she really missed an opportunity there. That's true. That's I mean, I think. so yeah, if you guys want to buy any affair Abraham's poop, I mean, just yeah. contact her. So back to the story. Yeah. I think what happened was the, another famous person was selling farts. She said not to be outdone. I'm going to sell my poop, which I don't quite understand because I think that's probably considered a hazardous material and not because it's hers. I mean, just any poop really, you know, mm -hmm. probably not something you should send through the mail, but. Well, maybe she sanitized, maybe she like does some sort of like sanitizing, you know how like they. You mean she polished a turd? <laughs> Polishing turds, yeah. you know, that is, that is a very good point because yeah that i would think that that would be considered like yeah why isn't anybody like calling that out no more farrah abraham's poop yeah no more pooping that's what because I that is seriously that's serious you're right that is totally a hazardous thing to like people's health yeah yeah farrah yeah, what what is going yeah. on, dude? Yeah, think you can just send biological waste around and contaminate the whole world with whatever might yeah. be in your in your dumps. I'll tell you what, I'll end way more than your teenage dream if you keep it up. Whoa, damn. Yeah, told her. I'm going hard, Eric. <laughs> I'm going hard. You want to set Dan off? Talk about celebrity shit. Yeah, celebrity shit. That's, that's what gets him. <laughs> celebrity shit. Oh. oh, dang. I just went out of the mailbox and there was some celebrity shit in there. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, do what? I don't know. Let's sanitize that shit. Jar it up. Oh, my God. Tell it like tomato sauce. Whoa. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's actually not about the shit. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's gross. Yeah, it's it's done. Uh, but another <laughs> news, Morrissey's still a jerk. Yeah, there he is. Jerk. All and right, you want to want to review some records now? <laughs> Let's tell him specifically why. Oh, okay. I, I didn't even 
Well, oh. I did. I did look well, at the article, but I Johnny forgot. Why is, why is Morrissey a jerk again? Yeah, Johnny Marr gave an interview, said something about Morrissey, and Morrissey wrote him a letter asking him to never mention his name again and never talk about him again. Uh, <laughs> he basically said, we knew each other a long time ago, and we didn't even know each other that well. And you just talk about me to um, further your career. And please just never talk about me again. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Which is the exact arrangement I have with all of my ex bandmates. So <laughs> I get it. You know, anyone who's ever played with me knows never to talk about me. Don't have my name in your mouth. That's the last thing I say to them before I smash their instruments and leave. You really become like in a, inevitably a murderous OG. Yeah. In your you got murder mouth. Yeah, you got you got murder mouth now too, dude. <laughs> I think I might have given it to you. I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah. I, I forgot to I say I don't even it. know what we have to do to spread that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's contagious through microphones and computer screens. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot oh, to say that. That's the only way we interact. <laughs> yeah. So shit. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, uh, I'm sure they're going to create a vaccine for it soon though. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll see Her mouth vaccine. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to think that's funny. I'm required. <laughs> so as a sufferer of murder mouth, as a sufferer of murder mouth, I have to find humor in that. Yeah. So the only way I apologize, the only way we'll survive it. I hereby apologize to everyone whose lives have been affected by the dreaded murder mouth. I'm one too. Yeah. So, but so you can't say that I'm like being insensitive. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Eh, fuck them. Let's get to these records. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's get to records. Well, <clears throat> the pick that I have for this week mm. is from a group called bark. Uh, the name of the record is Purple Pigment. Now, I have to make a, uh, a confession. I actually know nothing about this band other than the fact that they are awesome. I've started doing this thing. Um, you're probably going to actually start seeing some of my picks being like uh, sort of these, I guess, artists that are a little less lesser known than some of my previous picks because I've actually been really just digging deep into the trenches of band camp lately, Eric. Mm. And I've really been doing like specific genre searches. I don't know what, what, what kind of got into me, but I think it was just listing off all of these great records that came out of 2021. And then realizing that there's just so much more out there that, I could have heard. Yeah. And so I was like, I decided I was going to just go ahead and take advantage of this great thing called Bandcamp. And so one of the tags that I searched was like acid punk. And mm -hmm. this came up and immediately just caught my eye, which is, is totally fitting because the cover is literally like an eye. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. in, in, in the center with this like purple cover, purple pigment. Mm -hmm. And this is seriously one of the best things I've heard in a long time in heavy music. I absolutely love this. It is 
noisy and sludgy and just punk rock as hell. Um, there's a lot of reverb on everything and delays. And it's really a lot of kind of what you would expect from like, I guess what is labeled as acid punk or psychedelic punk. But I think there's a lot of stuff going on here as well outside of just that, like the vocals to me actually sound like Jimi Hendrix if he was singing hardcore and the music sounds like Jimi Hendrix if he was playing hardcore, like yeah. at times. And it, it's, which is actually kind of hilarious because they have a song called Hendrix 9999. <laughs> mm. uh, so I'm assuming they probably have, there probably is some Hendrix worship, which there should be because everyone should really dig Hendrix if you ask me. Um, if you're playing heavy music, I love Hendrix. Mm -hmm. um, some of it gets really sludgy though. Like some of it is almost metal. Some of it can almost be like, like doom metal, like very at times electric wizard esque or something like that. Um, overall, I think it kind of reminds me of like the early amphetamine reptile mm -hmm. records bands, like, I hear, you know, some unsane early today is the day going on a little bit. There was a band that Jay Maskus was involved with called Upside Down Cross. Hmm. Uh, I hear a lot of that in this going on as well. And also, I mean, you know, like stuff like Void and things like that, which uh, that was an early review that we did was the Void Faith split. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, maybe a little bit of stuff like the Melvins, like it gets a little, little experimental, but at, at the uh, heart of it, it, it's just a really well-constructed noise rock album, I think, and very wild. It's just totally wild. And I love it. I love that music is still being made like this in this day and age. I don't know. I think this is just, one of the most exciting heavy rock records I've heard in a long time. I think if you're a fan of, you know, any of the groups that I, that I mentioned also, if you're kind of a fan of like 70s psychedelic, like metal, I don't know, like something like um, cream or something comes to mind at times, like just sort of the fuzzy bass tone of, something like that even like elements of like something like the who like i mentioned hendrix there's some of that kind of going on and uh, another reference point i would i would throw in is like black flags my war hmm. like there's a lot of like because this isn't really fast punk it is at times but it's also very slowed down and very there there are times where i will caution i feel like just the production and maybe even the tempo of some of the songs might test certain listeners patience. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's awesome. And overall, if you're into this kind of stuff, if you're into noisy punk psychedelic inspired stuff, I think this is the album for you. What did you think, Eric? Um, I think we had uh, slightly different experiences with it. Um, uh, I agree with everything you said too, but I, I did hear some other elements in there too. It, uh, it sounded to me, yeah, like you said, kind of just like a heavy psych 
punk kind of thing. I felt it was super grungy at times too. Mm -hmm. Like even elements of like Sonic Youth. Like if you were to take the vocals out, you would have some uh, moments uh, like where like the noisier feedback based um, strong baseline kind of sound. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But also that reminds me of like Jesus Lizard a lot. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think more than any other band, that's who this reminded me of. Um, But it did also remind me of like cop shoot cop, but Mm -hmm. surfers uh, unsane. I also had on there. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that makes me think of the Jesus lizard is the vocals are delivered in um, such a way that they're, they're sort of independent of the music if that makes any sense. And yeah. I feel like Jesus Lizard was like that too. Um, and actually the butthole surfers are that way sometimes as well, especially like if you think of maybe like the opening track to Hairway to Steven, you know, that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Yep. Um, and so I really liked it. I like that kind of stuff. I like the music a lot. Um, the vocal effects though sort of became an issue for me. Uh, the reason is, is because... And I've been in bands where a person uses the same vocal effect on every song and the feeling of it can be like, well, it just becomes another instrument or whatever. That's just what part of what this band sounds like. And I get that, but at the same time, it literally never varies. It is the vocal sound for every utterance made through the whole record. And the thing about it is it's like, um, it's like a phaser and maybe a ring modulator. But what it does is, is it adds this formant um, filter element to the whole thing. And what a formant filter does is basically shapes a sound into like a sound that sounds like a voice. Right. But the result in this case is that it sounds a little slowed down and it ends up sounding really ween ish to me. You know, it's got mm. that fat Lenny sound to it, you know? Yeah. Like, like that and so if you like that and the butthole surfers again yeah similar effects on the vocals but it it's funny because you said that Jimi hendrix sound mm-hmm. i i think that is maybe even part of it it has this mm-hmm. weight to it um that's kind of like, like you know like everything kind absolutely of like that and so it's interesting and so all I will say is like first song vocals kick in. If you say, Oh, hell yeah. I like that. You're going to love the record. If you say, Oh, I don't know about these vocals. You're probably not going to get through it <laughs> because, yeah. because they never change and they never let up. But it, I mean, it, it, it does what it does and it does have a specific feeling about it and it's, mm-hmm. it does have energy and it's cool. So I don't want it to sound, yeah. like it. I think it was a, a slog to get through it's just um yeah that's a heavy element of it so if you like it you like it It, it's a fairly challenging listening yeah yeah and uh yeah so taking that from fairly challenging to outrageously challenging (laughs) is my choice you're not lying Um, about this one eric this record is uh by a band called kralis uh it's called demonic wealth um, came out last year and it just barely didn't get on my end of the year uh, top records. I don't have a reason for that. I just felt like the other records were slightly more listenable than this one. 
which, uh, you know, plays into it a little bit. It's a consideration when you're making a list or whatever. Um, but yeah, so Kralis, I've only heard a little bit of Kralis uh, in the past. And the reason is, is because I wasn't that surprised by it. I didn't think it was that interesting. Uh, they have a lot of records out and they've been out for a long time. Uh, and it was sort of this kind of spazzy technical black metal band but also had these elements of like wild guitar playing and stuff kind of like converge they also had big epic kind of rock moments like big business and then the rest of it really was filled out sounding a lot like dark funeral or burzum uh, really kind of just technical black metal you know and it was it's good stuff but then this record I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. I really don't. I it's it's nearly impossible to describe. But all I can say really is that um I've not heard anything like this. And I haven't experienced anything like it either. It's like symphonic black metal, but none of the elements are right. None of it makes any sense. Like the symphonic black metal part of it, the synthesizers, which are usually way in the background, are beyond front and center. This is like synth mania, and I don't get why. Um, I once heard a, a or saw a review for Title TK by the Breeders, and the reviewer said it sounds like they couldn't hear each other when they were recording this, <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it does feel like it was recorded in separate rooms and people couldn't quite hear each other and didn't understand how this was all going to come together. And all this sounds like I'm putting it down, but it ends up just being amazing. Like the sounds and parts float into the song. They float out uh, of the mix. They cut in super hard. They just fade away, never to be heard from again. Like I said, the synths are cool. They're like orchestral pad synth sounds for the most part, which you would expect from black metal. But a lot of it's not that. A lot of it is like actual synthesizers. And I don't know why. Um, the rhythm guitars are so buried and so brutally heavy that a lot of times they come off as just like white noise. It doesn't make any sense. The vocals they're not conveying anything because you can't make them out. It's like, they're just this um, source of brutality um, and visceral expression. I don't know. They, they, It's really wild shit. I don't know how to describe any of this. It's, yeah, one of the strangest and most interesting metal records I've heard probably ever, I'll say in a long time to avoid being hyperbolic, and I think the reason is it's mostly because it's not, I don't think they're trying to be weird. None of this comes off to me as, oh, this will really freak people out. It's more like it's coming from some ethereal, spectral, unknown place. And you just feel immersed in this, this wildness of the whole thing. And I think it just comes from not wanting to be bound by any conventions. And so how we got to this from the, the other records, I have no idea. I would love to know who recorded this, mixed it, what happened. Maybe I'll do all that research. 
but as it stands, I would say if you've been holding off on listening to extreme metal because it's too clean or it's too technical or it doesn't, it lacks brutality or that visceral nature because of how clean and technical it is, give this a listen. I think you'll really um, find something here that you can't quite explain. So anyway, what'd you think, Dan? So let me start off by saying that uh, we're operating on some sort of um, telepathy here, Eric. Good. (laughs) Um, And the reason why I'm saying this is because in addition to me looking up acid punk, I also was looking up sci-fi black metal. (laughs) Okay. I'm not shitting you, dude. Nice. I was looking for the weirdest possible black metal projects because I knew it had to exist somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I found some decent ones, but all of them just ended up sounding like Emperor or something, right. you know? And I've heard Emperor. I wanted to hear black metal that I've never heard before. Then you recommend this record. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Eric can read my, like, are you part of the CIA, Eric? Uh, n- no. <laughs> okay. But you can read my mind, and that concerns me. So I won't really... use it for evil. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Well, but you'll use it for a record called Demonic Wealth. Yeah. Um, and that's great. I want you to keep putting more demonic wealth into my mind. Um, it. Uh, this is, I love this. And it's a very, like, okay, this makes my recommendation, which I said, and we both said was a fairly challenging listen. This makes that sound like they might be giants or something. This is the strangest black metal record I have ever heard. And I've heard some very strange ones from like, you know, stuff like uh, Leviathan and Zaster. And I can't think of the one man from the 90s. There's like this solo uh, black metal guy who uh, he did a record called Evil Genius it's it's a very um strange lo-fi black metal like ambient sort of project you know what i mean right and uh abruptum abruptum that's it abruptum yes probably until i heard this that was probably the strangest black metal album i had ever heard Mm -hmm. this is just unbelievable man it's like you said there's total synth worship going on Mm-hmm. throughout this entire thing and that's what i was looking for i was looking for like songs like the second one called uh dilution uh that um the intro sounds like an 80s tv cop show or something <laughs> and then all of a sudden just goes into like this weird technical like sort of like you said almost in the background metal guitar and drums right I mean, it, it, this thing has elements of pure black metal. Don't get me wrong. Like I have the feeling that these guys have probably listened to things like dark throne and yeah. mayhem and stuff like that. I get that feel, but at the same time, they're also listening to like craft work or yeah. I, I, I don't even know. It's probably John Carpenter and it's got so many elements. I can't even I mean, yeah. there's even elements of hardcore and doom a little bit, ambient. Yeah, Parts of it sound like 
disco volante to me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Other times sounds like Emperor. Sometimes it sounds like Dillinger Escape Plan or even like Ornette Coleman or something. It's yeah. It, it's it's I, it's impossible to like even to even describe this thing, and I love it. It nice. It's dissonant and dense as hell in in parts where it's just like you really honestly do not know what the hell's going on. You really just don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even, I would almost be scared to play this for like a black metal purist. Cause I, I, I would be yeah. afraid of what they would say. Oh, right. I have no idea. What I have written down here is it's, it's yeah. not your parents black metal. Right. Nice. <laughs> the thing is though, they do have eight albums before this where they do play uh, a little like spazzy influenced black metal. Like if you took Converge and standard black metal, that's what it sounds like for eight records. And, and then this comes I, Because of this, I uh, made a Spotify playlist of all eight Corrales records. Oh, nice. So if I'm, if I, if I become a totally different person than you knew me this year, that's why. I think when you listen to the rest of them, you're going to be like, Huh. Okay. That's, that's black metal. I'm, I'm very excited and very interested in hearing the rest of the records. Cause I have no idea what the hell this record is and I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Both of these, both of these records bark and Crowless. Mm-hmm. If I would have heard them in 2021, they would have made my top 10, probably top five. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. Good stuff. It's crazy, man. All right. So on to the local. All right. So this, is from a band called Zool, who have been around for quite some time in the Iowa City music scene. Three very lovely guys, uh, J.L. Bollinger, Ian Kohler, and Denny Richards. Uh, They used to have Alex Watts on drums, but I believe he moved, I think he moved to the Twin Cities, but I could be wrong about that. And so what they are now is a three-piece, it appears. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth. Well, this isn't really their fourth record. I don't think. I believe they have like a couple of other records that are actually just called Zool. And so they got like Zool, a couple of Zools, Zool 2, Zool 3, and this is Zool 4. And this is an EP. I think the last one, Zool 3, was actually a full length, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. This is a very surprising release from Zool because. They used to be a noisy kind of garage punk band, heavy and fast and just a blast. Uh, but when I say that, I mean that in a good way. I love Zool. They uh, started out in a band called the Savage Hacks, who played with one of my old bands. Uh, we used to play with them. They were kind of kindred spirits of ours. Mm-hmm. And then they formed Zool, who Zool were just, they're, or are, I shouldn't even say were, because they're obviously still making music, are awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you go to their band camp, which is iowacityzool.bandcamp.com, the early stuff, if you're into garage rock, like really good garage rock, that's what that is. That is not what this is. This is just pretty much straight up. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like um, Angels of Light, Leonard Cohen inspired I don't even want to say folk, just really great, well-crafted acoustic music. Um, There's no drums on this. It's four songs. 
with JL doing guitar and vocals, Ian Kohler doing guitar, and then Denny Richards playing the organ. Normally it was, uh, JL was playing, uh, was doing guitar and vocals. Ian was doing the bass, I believe. Denny was doing second guitar and Alex was doing drums. And I know for a while when Alex moved, JL switched to the drums. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now I guess at least for this EP, uh, they're an acoustic act. And I don't know if that's just for this project or if it's, this is what they're going to do from now on, or if they're just experimenting with a bunch of stuff. Uh, either way, their, their results are gorgeous. I really, really like this. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, Michael Gira from Angels of Light, Leonard Cohen. Uh, there's kind of a feeling of some maybe Tom Waits sort of going on here, but it just really well-written acoustic um, I, I don't want to say folk, maybe dark folk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, you know, uh, well put together acoustic songs and JL sings in this really great baritone, which mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think I've ever really heard him sing it. Uh, and it's very yeah. impressive, very impressive. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked and blown away by this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they plan on playing live in this setting. I hope so. Cause I would love to see their live setup like this because it's, it's, it seems like a very simple yet very powerful and effective way. And I really like the fact that they're doing some different things mm-hmm. and they're not just, you know, like they could have probably found another drummer to replace Alex and just continued down the path I like the fact that they're just kind of looking for ways to make it work with just the three of them. Mm-hmm. And this EP is really impressive to me. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of all everything that I mentioned, I would also say there's a heavy sort of Nick cave sort of influence going on here. Like, I guess, I don't know. You could almost say like a, I wouldn't describe them as murder ballads or anything, but there's like kind of that feeling that sort of dark Gothic sort of feeling kind of going on here. I really like it. And uh, JL, Denny and Ian, I just want to say, if y'all are listening, uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, What did you think, Eric? I liked it a lot. Uh, Like you said, Zool used to be more of a grungy, noisy metal kind of outfit and i loved them uh, i've seen them a number of times i do feel like they slowly have added some of these elements over time but even the release right before this is still very rooted in rock music and one of my favorite things that zool did um they had these cds and i don't know how many of them they made but i ended up with like the whole set of them and it was called anomander Mm-hmm. And yep. um, it was mostly, I think the story goes, one of them discovered a synth in a basement, an old uh, Korg or Yamaha. By the way, if anyone from Zool listens to this and and you, you feel like maybe you don't want that synthesizer anymore, uh, go ahead and send me a message. No, <laughs> no but seriously, I, I love that. And some of that did appear um, on Zool 3. They had a couple of those Anomander tracks. And Zool 3, I think, uh, has some elements where you could see how it led to this. 
But for the most part, there weren't a lot of clues that this is what was going to happen. Um, and so I was really pretty surprised by it. Um, but I actually, I really liked it a lot too. Like you said, uh, JL's voice is really cool. Like that's how he talks. He has an imp impossibly low voice. Absolutely. But I don't know if I've heard him sing with it before. So uh, that was really cool. And it is an amazing baritone. Um, I like how, it, uh, it, I, I don't want to say ambient because that is not the right word. I like the ambience of the songs. I like right. the environment that they create. I like how it, the songs take their time. They let you live in them for a little while. They don't rush. They don't try to be clever or poppy or anything like that and it does come off as um very gloomy and pensive and a little bit morose you know like a little mm -hmm. sorrowful um which brought to mind um yeah swans uh leonard cohen that kind of thing but it also brought to mind some more like dark folk slash um freak folk i know i don't even know the right term but what comes to mind is like psychic tv's early stuff or even like current 93 i don't know how to describe it if you had more electronics it would be something else or if you had more of one or the other thing it would be something else but it's not it is exactly what it is and it's like just really pensive acoustic-y drony kind of just somber music and i i adored it i've listened to a lot of zool and like i said i've seen them a number of times and i love everything they've done so far but this was the first time where i was really taken aback by what they put out and sort of had to kind of reevaluate what i expect from them you know from this point on i'm never really gonna just think oh here's a new zool thing it's gonna sound like a uh, grungy rock yeah no, I don't, I don't trust the narrator anymore when it comes to Zool. And yeah. that's very exciting to me. You know, I'm really excited to see what, what, what comes out next. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It's, there's definitely like, now that you, you mentioned it, I, there definitely is sort of almost like a, they definitely paint a picture with this record mm -hmm. and not that their earlier stuff wasn't awesome. Cause it was, but yeah, they've never really done that before like they did on this mm -hmm. like so yeah very very good stuff yeah for sure it is great stuff i like i said man i hope zool plays live like this because i would yeah. really like to see that i would really like to see what they would do with these songs live speaking of shows are there any coming up you know um there's not i don't have a lot and um I will say I I would probably check with uh, the venue or at least check their uh, social media to make sure that the shows yeah. actually are happening. I feel like, you know, some of the places are sort of on the fence as yeah. far as their shows happening. And I also would like to say, if you listen to the show and you have shows coming up, feel free to reach out and let me know because I, I will miss things. That's just the way it is. Um, yep. And also, if you run a venue, let me know, too. Like, 
um, because I do look at a number of venues online and try to find shows, but that doesn't always mean I find them, you know, sometimes, sometimes the uh, venue itself doesn't make an event and then the bands think that they're going to, and then no one does and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, if you want people to know about your show by listening to this show, then let us know. All right. So Friday, the 4th, tomorrow, we have Anthony Warden and the Illiterati uh, and Ben Randall. That'll be happening at the Octopus in Cedar Falls. And then also Friday, the 4th, um, we have at Gabe's in Iowa City, uh, Femdex, which is a um, electronic music slash DJ collective for uh, trans people and women. They're having a, a DJ set. It's going to be Harley, Carnap, Angelia, and Moriat. So yeah, check that out. I think it'll be cool. On Saturday, the 5th, we have Illegal Smile, 404, and FTA. That's going to be at the Octopus in Cedar Falls. At the Gas Lamp Saturday, the 5th, we have Contacta, Wave Cage, and the Halloween episode. Again, that's at the Gas Lamp. And then on Sunday, the 6th, uh, River City Collective presents Cohen, and this is me breathing. That's going to be at the Blackhawk Room. Uh, I guess it's going to be... Cohen, this is me breathing, but then also based Nexus, it says trap metal out of Galesburg. That's cool. And Crimson Clean Sweep, which is QC goth metal. So whew, mm. I love me some goth. Yeah. I guess yeah, goth metal as well. It says plus more TBA. So I don't know. Go get your money's worth. Yeah, uh, at that show. Uh, and then Thursday, I'll tell you about this now, uh, Thursday the 10th, because I don't want to tell you on Thursday the 10th and have you be like, sure. oh, they have one day to get ready. So Thursday the 10th at Lefty's Live Music, you have the Casualties, No Coast Criminals, Traffic Death, and Americature. So that mm. should be pretty cool. Um, and that's all I could really find. So, like I said, if you have shows, you have a venue, reach out, let me know, send me a list and I will talk about every single show. That's about it though. Sounds like a, like a few really good ones going on there yeah, though. Couple. Yeah. I, I, I would be interested in hearing the quad city Gothic metal band. Yeah, me too. For sure. Yeah. Crimson uh, clean sweep. Crimson Clean Sweep. I remember there was a, a band from the 90s called the Crimson Curse Oh, that had members of, well, Justin from the Locust was in that. Oh. Yeah. So that was a long, long time ago. Hmm. I like the name Crim. I like that word Crimson. I don't it know why. Cool. Crimson and Clover. Crimson. Yeah. Great record, by the way. It is. It is. King Crimson. They have some pretty good records. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Yeah. Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Farah Abraham. Yeah. Oh, God. I think maybe we're done with her. Yeah. We're done. We got um, it out of our system. 
the adult like, dream just ended. Like her man. Poop. My adult dream ended. My adult dream. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I haven't had one since I was a teenager. <laughs> I, ironically enough, I haven't had an adult dream since I was. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's like the teenage dream. I'm living my teenage dream now. <laughs> you know, I got my own room in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking on the computer all the time. Yeah. It's like the, I, this is as good as it can possibly get. Yeah, that's it, man. Forty-one years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad geez. you're all oh. here with us. Um, I would actually like to um do a little bit of shameless self-promotion. Mm. So tomorrow, I'm actually going to be releasing the first single from my new solo project. Cool. On Bandcamp, and it's nice. called Sidekicks, but it's spelled all stylized like you can find the link to that and everything on my instagram there you go what is your so, instagram? my instagram is daniel edwin or there you go <laughs> so check that out if you guys yeah. want nice it's free it's free and, yep i'm gonna let you pay what you want so yeah. if you want to give me a hundred dollars for it please do there you go yeah yeah but you can get it for free, right? You can get it for free, yes. I'm going to pay somewhere between free and $100. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. 95 maybe? <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't have $100. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, mean, I don't either. Who, who does? Yeah, who has $100 besides like rich politicians? I don't these even days? know, yeah. The one percent, yeah. The one, not even the motorcycle gang. One, yeah, not the mo. No, the, the motorcycle gangs. <laughs> the motorcycle gangs are even becoming known as the middle class these days. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, the uh, billionaires started to wear the one percent patch that motorcycle gang guys yeah. wear, <laughs> like on their lapel or something? Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be funny if like. At the next like presidential speech, Biden's wearing like a leather yeah. jacket. He yeah. like pulls up. He's wearing a cut. He's wearing a cut. <laughs> he gets up. He's like patches all over it. If you can read this patch, you're too close. <laughs> They're like asking him questions about the country and all this stuff and inflation. And he's all like, Motorhead didn't care about inflation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. I mean, did Lemmy care about it? Amphetamines went up. I guess. <laughs> did Lemmy care about anything? I mean, yeah. there's actual footage of him like drinking like out of a bottle of a, a, a whole bottle of Jack Daniels while taking his blood pressure medication. I mean, like, seriously, it's just like, oh. and we're surprised that he died of liver failure in his apartment. Oh. Like, were people surprised, really? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it, but if you were, then, you know. Actually, I guess I would be, even Ozzy Osbourne was like, yeah, I'm surprised he's even still alive. And that's Ozzy Osbourne. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne has no right to tell anybody that he's surprised they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, he should probably watch being surprised. He'll be next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One good Although shock. Something is allowing somebody to not kill 
everything cannot kill Ozzy Osbourne for some reason. He's still alive. It's like Keith Richards. Yeah, they must not have, um, you know, completed uh, what there's brought to earth to do. <laughs> yeah, there's something that they need to complete. Somehow One Keith more. Richards has unfinished business. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Richards has unfinished business. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, yeah, this is probably where we should end it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We've talked for a couple hours now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's we have to have something we can use. We have to have something we can use. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the podcast. That's our motto. Well, <laughs> we something we can fucking use. Jeez. We will, well, you guys all have a great week. Okay. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> have a good time. And, you know, we'll see you next week on this podcast. Yeah. For an interview. For an interview. We're going to be interviewing all the world is kayfabe. Yeah. We're excited. It's a mystery. It, what what's gonna happen? It's going to be a mystery. We're 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 here for it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're here for it. It's gonna be a wild time, I think. So tune all in. Right. Sucka. You all you all have a great day. Bye. Bye. Huh. Okay. That's <laughs> that's black metal. <laughs>